0: This is the Fox Motorsports Supercars Podcast.
1: Well, welcome to the third edition of the Fox Motorsport Supercars Podcast. I am your host, the Pitlane Rogue, and next to me is Lewis Isaacs from Supercars.com. G'day, Mystery Man. And Will Dale from you Hello, PR. And as always, we're also joined by David Reynolds from Erebus Racing. Good afternoon. <laughs> Good to have you along again for the afternoon, Dave.
2: Yeah, no, I can't believe we actually made three of these already and we haven't got axed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, i actually like to, off the bat, thank everyone for listening, for all those people that have um, tuned in. And you can also, uh, if you're not uh, listening to us on the various websites, you can uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. So we really want to thank everyone for listening because it's, um, it's really good. Yeah, thanks, Mum. Thanks, Mum. Listening to, <laughs> thanks, mum. <laughs> listening to four buffoons <laughs> talking rubbish. <laughs> Well, there's been so much news around the last couple of weeks between rounds that we thought we'd do an extra podcast this week uh, before Darwin and just um, chat about all the stuff that's been going on. So, boys, Grand Prix has now been confirmed for points. Good? Finally. Bad? Finally. Finally. That sounds Finally. like Dave casting
0: his vote. <laughs> well, for the whole category, it's good.
1: But
2: it's always good to race for something because usually we race there for no reason. We end up like destroying our cars and putting on a really good show for everyone, but for nothing. So it's about time. But I, 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 like, it's a really good idea, but my own personal view is no, because I'd never go that well there. So <laughs> 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 I think my best is like fourth or second, maybe. I don't know. Maybe second. I don't even know. Can't but remember. Those two results time. aren't
0: actually that bad, Dave. Just <laughs> <laughs> A fourth or a second, that's not too bad. Yeah, I know, but it's just it's so hit and miss there. It's such a hard
2: track.
1: Well, it's interesting, you know, racing for points. It kind of means that those people who've been taking it for granted and taking it for a, as a test session the last couple of years, you can't do that anymore. It's a, you know, fully-fledged, serious hit-out.
3: Yeah, I remember watching yeah, it a couple of years ago when you saw um, someone like Alex Premer in his first year of Car of the Future have it in the first race. And you're thinking, mate, it's the second round of these cars. You should be, you know, making the most of this. But as an event, it's the biggest crowd, the category races in front of, essentially... I think more importantly, it probably opens the door to, to further F1 support races, you know, wherever they may be. It's, um, it's yeah, a big lovely. thing, and it's, it's a long-term deal, too, just as importantly. And at that track, you know, it's, it's high deg. Um, the longer races are really going to kind of throw, sing- throw things up a bit there, which is great.
1: Well, there's, for the last... Every year that I can remember, there's always been some, a massive pile-up. You know, there was, it was a few years ago that we had two cars on top of each other, it, you know, at Albert Park. Every year there's something massive happens, which you don't get on many circuits.
0: Oh, absolutely not. I mean, and the suggestion that... It's always that had that suggestion that, oh, it's one of those races where there's nothing on the line. Some of the drivers don't try that hard. Dave, you could probably confirm this. <laughs> you, you generally try pretty hard. They, say they don't try that hard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a race. Everyone has, are, everyone's got a massive ego. They have to win. Exactly. Like, you see, remember seeing a couple of years ago, what is it, Scotty... Scotty McLaughlin getting forced into the grass down the front straight by Jamie Wincup on, on one of the laps. Like, do, do you think that, Dave, you could probably answer this better than us three, In term, because you'll have some, something on offer, how will that actually change the racing there? Will it improve oh, it? Or?
2: I don't know. It's, it's kind of a double-edged sword. If you give us to race as something, we, we tend to race a bit more conservative, I think. Because, you know, when you're firing down the inside of someone, you're like, oh, this means more, or, you know, on the other person's shoulders, you're like, oh, he might give me the spot a bit easier. It's, it's a kind of a weird sort of thought. Well, I guess... But I, honestly, I don't, I don't think it's going to... Because it's just the way the track lays out. This causes mayhem. So it's going to be crazy no matter what, I reckon.
3: Well, what's your ideal format there?
2: What's our idea format? ideal format? Um, your
0: ideal one. What would you like to see yeah. you guys do next year?
2: I haven't even thought about it. I haven't even given it to because they'll, they'll come up with some format, and I don't, I don't really know, man. It, it, no matter what they, no matter how what they do with format, pit stops or nothing, it's just, it's going to be crazy. But they have to have longer races, and they have to have pit stops involved.
1: Well, it's at least got to be a, one of the races. At least, at least, got to be 120k for for a minimum yeah. with pit stop.
2: Yeah. I would think... How many laps around there? It's five and a half K, so what's that? It's about...
0: I'm not very good at math. And this I is am. So this My brain's working <laughs> <out>. yeah. <laughs> so there's a reason I write about race cars. It's because I can't count.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, whatever there's, it is. There's I mean,
0: a reason why I failed school. Because <laughs> I can <laughs> drive race cars.
1: Uh, and I guess the good thing about the Albert Park Park Circus, it's, you know, I don't like the term fast and flying, but it's that European-style um, race, which, you know, you've got... Your nice wide spaces, you know. Nice long, flowing corners. The last few years, it's been, re- you know, really tight at the in the mid pack, whereas mm-hmm. you know the leaders have kind of bolted a little bit. Yep. Hopefully, in the longer races, it's action packed throughout the whole throughout the whole race.
2: We honestly, we won't know until we get there. But mm. every every race, every race, there's always a good one. But yeah, you do you, you do notice like the, the front couple sort of when they get their set up right, they bolt and leave a bit of a gap, and then there's a a really mad race on from sort of 5 to 15. Everyone has a really good battle there.
1: Well, I'm going to throw it out to you two, Will and Lewis. What's your ideal format for the weekend?
2: Uh, I think
3: you can take advantage of the twilight kind of system there, given it runs a bit later now with the F1 and European. Um, Friday, with the F1 cars put some rubber down, I think that's probably your best chance for a, a longer race, and perhaps, you know, because they've got a work around the F1 schedule, maybe something a bit shorter on the, the Saturday and Sunday, but, you know, take advantage of being on track every four days, or every, all four days, rather.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. I think one thing I'm curious to see is if you, if the category will be able to get a bit more practice time, because I think you guys only had about half an hour, maybe 45 minutes this year. Yeah, we only had, had, we had
2: one 20 or 30 minute practice session, and that was it, yeah, straight man. into four quality sessions.
0: I think if I think if you guys get that sometime early on Thursday, that'll probably help things out as well. Um, agreed with Lewis. Hopefully, a longer race, and it does make sense to try and slot it into a late afternoon, evening time slot. Especially if um, I mean that makes an awful lot of sense from a TV perspective as well. I would think that's a pretty good time slot to try and slot something in. Uh, one thing I hope does stick around is the rolling starts. I quite enjoy those. I don't know about you no. guys. Not a no. fan, Dave.
2: Man, creates creates so much conjecture and carnage. It's not funny. It's pretty funny it's for
0: us. It's But if well, you it's it, quite a spectacle too. It's great to watch.
2: Yeah, it's a good spectacle. But we have to have standing starts per our like championship agreement, isn't it?
1: I think I think you're right. I think if it, if it is a championship race, and that's the other thing I was going to say is you do not have a
2: qualifying session for every race we do or something. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. There's a, there's a few sort of conditions. The...
1: Yeah, you can't have a standing start for the only race of the championship because it makes it look Mickey Mouse. You know what I mean? If you're going to race for points, you may as well be consistent the whole way through with all the, exactly, with, the yep. with the standing starts.
0: I like my rolling starts. <laughs> ah, you're not in them. Yeah, They're true.
1: Hectic. They're crazy. So why is it? Why are the standing starts so crazy? So the rolling starts.
2: Why are they? Because you're you're literally going down in a giant pack, doing Mac one into turn one, and you're like inches off each other, and you just it's just it's just tactic. There's no give. There's everyone trying to take, and there's no give, and it just ends up big dramas.
1: I mean, you wouldn't do it at any other circuit, so you know Albert Park's really the only one. But we've seen some massive carnage off the off the start, especially in Pro Drive two years ago coordinated their drivers for the rolling starts and See, not everyone them. got the memo. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> I was one of them. I must have made, like, five spots in the first, like, <laughs> few hundred metres. Andre Heimgunner made 17 spots, apparently.
1: <laughs> yeah, and Marcus Ambrose, See, made, Marcus Ambrose made none.
2: Yeah, no, he quit the sport after that. He said he <laughs> had enough. So who masterminded <laughs> that? Uh, I don't know. We just did an internal thing. Once uh I can't remember if it was an open channel to all the cars. One person counted down to when they were going to accelerate, or there was like a, a certain line that everyone counted down to that the cars accelerated away from. Because it's all up to leader, and it's all within a space of I don't know, it was like 100 meters or something. So you can, we just picked a point and said, "Okay, everyone's sort of going to go at this point, And all the engineers counted us down. I can't remember how it was, something like that. But yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty good, but it sort of, it sort of took the shine off you know, the whole rolling stuff. You can <laughs> always get around it. You can't get around, you know, a standing star. There's no cheating there.
1: Yeah. Well, the other thing about talking about formats and stuff is there, this week being mooted the um, a big bash style round. Yeah. What, yep. are, you, what are your thoughts on that?
2: Um, yeah, man, I, I, I love racing under lights. We used to do it in go-karts years and years ago. And it was mad fun. And, you know, mate, it's about time we've done something different other than the... You know, day races, so mm-hmm. yeah. It's it could it could get a bit bigger crowd, you never know. You never really know with those things.
3: Do you think it's good that it's gonna be uh, potentially outside the championship and you've got, you know, a real chance to kind of mix up the formats and, and do something completely
2: different there? Oh is so it not gonna be part of the championship?
3: That's that's the potential, that it could just be like a um a midweek thing where they they you know, invite Super Two cars as well and just do something a bit different you know it's like was, all-star race yeah from what i understand it's a pretty open kind of um approach to the format yet like nothing's locked in so but yeah at this stage it's it's unlikely to be championship from what i understand
2: so then what's the point
3: tv crowds
2: (laughs) cash money fun well if 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 the if if the teams get some sort of profit from it i I can see how they do it but otherwise they just burn around tearing up equipment for no reason
1: well it kind of is it a little ironic that we've just had a non points round that is now a points round and then we we're trying to invent a non non points round, round to silly. fill the gap
2: it's pretty stupid but it's a good idea but they should make it part of the championship
1: yeah i agree i think i definitely think it should be part of the championship i don't see why not but but then that's the hard part because we've just talked about how you can't
0: you you don't want to play too much with the format or play too much with the structure of a race weekend if it's going to count for championship points. So if you follow that through to a Big Bash style or call it a Big Bash style event, then then that logically too would also have to follow a championship style format. And that kind of defends yeah, the point true. of doing it.
3: It's also a trial for a number of things too. Um, you know, the potential to race under lights. You know, it, it might work in a Big Bash style thing. And, you know, if that works, then you can bring it back to the championship, you know, the year after and whatnot. So... It's really just an opportunity to kind of mix things up and, and experiment.
1: I, I do like the whole under lights thing. And I know we've done it, you know, we did it a number of years ago at Calder. A
3: number, a number of years ago. Okay, mm. it was
1: 97. But <laughs> surely...
3: <laughs> 20 years ago this year. Different millennium. Two decades.
1: I remember that. Anyway, but surely that we've, we've got these sponsors who are hanging around... or sorry, who are sponsoring the sport who happen to, you know, hire out lighting facilities... Surely they can come to the party. Well, I guess yeah.
0: I guess that's it. The like, v um, Yeah. Well, uh, the sports leveraged its sponsorship opportunities in the past to make that sort of thing happen. One thing I'm curious about is if it's going to be lit, whether it'll be the whole track or whether it'll be the short circuit, like they used it at Eastern Creek in '96. Or let's let's possibly throw out a really radical concept out. Um, Joker Lapse, like rallycross users where you just shortcut the circuit you get one opportunity oh, to shortcut cool, the circuit big. exactly oh, you just you lob back in at the um, hairpin at what is it turn 9 or whatever and um, that's max speed yeah
1: I think that's, that's uh, so isn't that, that what Brighty did a couple of years ago at <laughs> SMP <laughs> involuntarily yeah, he did. he got
2: away with it didn't he he yeah. did yeah broke yeah. the lap record <laughs> So we spun to the infield and then like just continued on. Yeah. But it's I've kind done of tra- that before. i won a race doing that.
3: So <laughs> I mean. It's the kind of track where you can do these experimental things. or you can have two circuits going simultaneously with two different races in theory. It, it's going to be hard for TV, but if you're inviting in super two cars and that would make everyone's head spin. Yeah, but there's a b- you know how many car of the future chassis are there? Well, that's you know you could have like pre qualifying and you know qualifying on a different circuit and whatnot. There's. A million different variables that this kind of opportunity presents itself with. Perfect which, second which, which screen is, experience. Yeah, it's, that's the whole point of it, you know. I, I, do, really different.
1: I do really like the idea of having supercars and Super 2 together at some point uh, at a race meeting. Just to see, because I'd love to see some of these young guys who are actually doing it now in the wild cars actually taking it to the main game drivers. Can you imagine mm-hmm. if one of the Super 2 drivers actually won the whole thing?
3: And that's enough money to potentially get them to drive the year after as well. Yeah. You know, there's... there's Plenty of potential there. Yeah,
1: that's
2: good I good As long it as it doesn't detract from the actual, you know, you, you know, how you, when you go to supercars, it's a, the tier one license sort of thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: As long as that doesn't detract from that, because then, you know, your licenses are worth less. Even though they're probably not worth much now, but you don't want them to be worth less than what they are.
1: So if you're doing a Big Bash, so if you're doing a Big Bash style concept to get the crowds in and, and for TV and all that sort of stuff,
2: you have to have cheap tickets.
1: Well, that that's sure. exactly right. It, it's got to be something you can take the whole family along for, like fifty bucks or something. Have
2: you seen how expensive the tickets are lately?
1: Oh, it's
2: it's ludicrous.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, it's not. It's it's not right. But no.
0: especially when you compare it to some other sports that I guess are working in the same sort of marketplace as what Supercars is trying to. Like, what would what would you choose? You if if you're a family trying to put together a weekly budget, you're going to go for the one that's going to make the
1: most sense. But you should be able to do this sort of stuff at regular race meetings as well, you know, to attract more crowds and, you know, bring bring more fans in. But, anyway, so, okay, so, we've, so, so let's throw around this idea for a little bit. Let's just, you know, handle mm-hmm. it. So I've got Sydney Motorsport Park, Underlights, Big Bash style format, Super 2, Supercars altogether. Love the name, Big Bash. Hey. Yeah, you know, it's it's this thing that's thrown around because it was the original, kind of the original on best. But wh- I don't know what you, what else would you call it? Shortened format, fan friendly, shortened format. I don't know. We could, you know. <laughs> that's <laughs> horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I yeah. So if you you know if you go with Big Bash style, everyone goes, oh yeah, shorten round for what one you're doing. But
2: everyone loves a big bash.
1: Yeah.
0: represents carnage, represents you guys leaning on each other.
2: Exactly. Favors, everything. (laughs) Encompasses everyone.
1: Everyone's happy. Exactly. So do you put it... Whereabouts in the calendar would you put it? Would you put it in before the Enduros? Would you put it in before the... At the start of the year? Or would you put it at the end of the year in summer so that you get more people along?
2: You could even put it... Honestly... I have got no idea. <laughs> <laughs> that, you don't this, want to this, put it on yeah. in the middle of winter. No, that would suck. But then you don't want to put it in in the middle of summer because everyone's having their break and they're enjoying their time off.
1: Yep. Uh,
2: you can't put it before the enduros because right. after the enduros is hectic. You're racing every two weeks. There's
0: not a lot of time. And before enduros, you don't want to destroy a car in a non-points and race. Before the
2: before the before, before Clipsal anything before Clipsal, no one. I don't think anyone would be up for that, because then they have to, you know, the whole year starts early, everyone rolls out their livery earlier, yeah. and it's kind of a, it could be like a pre-launch, yeah, it could be, I don't
3: know. Mm. Yeah, you used to have the test day before um, the 12 hour, and before Clips and whatnot, and that was free at Sydney Motorsport Park, and mm-hmm. that always got a pretty decent crowd,
1: yeah. especially yeah, compared to right, the races, yeah. you know. You know why? Because it was free. <laughs> That's everyone so, loves something free. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking, you, you mentioned the test day, and this week there's a whole bunch of teams testing it, either Winton or or the paperclip. Uh, paper thank you, Queensland Raceway. Yeah. Um, so bad you can't even talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I was momentarily lost for words there for a second. So, who who are the teams that really need to to concentrate on getting stuff out? For me, I mean, it's a why Nissan are sending one driver and Bryce Forwards doing laps. They're not even sending you know, because Caruso and Simona are overseas in right, the UK. Yeah. Um, is it a missed opportunity for them? Are they going to pick up a test day somewhere else? Um,
2: well, not not really, I think. Because you've got to have stuff to test to actually make a test day happen. And they probably don't have bits to try yet or they don't, you know, I don't know. We we actually opted to op, op to go on the Tuesday, but we didn't. We reneged on it because we don't have our bits ready yet. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we think we could utilize a better day later in the year. Before a, a the day.
1: before the Enduros, or well,
2: another two days. Yeah, you yep. know, you've got the Enduro one, and then we might have one after, even Darwin or Townsville or something like that.
1: Well, I think it, like for the from the Victorian contingent, I think Prodrive are really the ones who need to find. Something and I mean, they're, off, they're you know, they had a way they're
2: fast enough.
1: Well, <laughs> apparently, <laughs> what not. about
2: old HRT? Old HRT,
1: well, the, I don't think they're testing, they're not testing, Aren't they? No, they, no, no. no, they didn't test. Got enough pace, do they? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's a good serve, yeah. But
3: ProDrive pro drive, they've gone out there because they've said they've got bits to test mm. and they were mani- they managed to manufacture them because they weren't tearing up cars like other teams were. You know, BJR yeah. just had a terrible run, binning cars, you know, consecutive rounds. Um, you know, Team Eighteen doesn't have anything ready yet to test, so they're not there. Gary and his mob have gone out there. Uh, I think yeah. I
0: think they need needed a test day. Like, yeah, considering those cars were basically being shaken down at their previous test day.
3: On performance, you've got to be impressed with what they've done. But uh, yeah, there's probably Absolutely more in terms yes. of overall speed to find, and that's mm. that's why they're out there. But it's it's a little odd that some few teams have opted to actually go. Um, Nissan have used the opportunity to get Bryce in the car. It um, means they can actually run a full day of of reliability testing, as mm. they call it. Uh, Jack LeBrock's also getting into that car.
0: Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Um,
3: just to, to mix up, he's got a bit of experience there. But, yeah, as you said... You if, you, if you take your
2: DVS drives, it doesn't count as a test day, yeah? Oh, it's uh, an evaluation
3: day. For Bryce, it's an evaluation day. He qualifies through that. And he's also getting one of the Ultimas um, for to Townsend. Yeah. Mm.
0: So, that so that how d- does JLB qualify as the... Was it? The 10 laps? The 10 lap, yeah. I
3: assume, yeah. Whatever rule that is. Yeah.
1: Well, on the, on the Queensland side, you know, Red Bull Racing have switched all their drivers around in each other's cars to, to try and find a consistent baseline across them all and see, to get, to get them to evaluate each other's cars and see how it's all going.
0: That's smart. That makes a lot of sense. Like, in particular, You look at the example of Walkinshaw a couple of years ago with Courtney and Tander and their cars being slightly different. If there's an issue with one car, you find it when you put a different driver into it. And I guess with their... Yeah, they,
2: no, they, you know, they come with a different a different uh, sort of view on it. Sometimes when you drive your car all the time, you kind of miss the little the little tiny things it does because that you just think that as normal. And when another driver hasn't driven your car ever and they come and have a go, they might go, oh, that's, it's doing that. You're like, you know what, it has doing that, but I just got used to that.
3: So have you ever done back-to-backing like that? We've, I guess a pro drivers probably the most likely opportunity.
2: Um. Oh, I've done it heaps of times with different different people, and and yeah, they, everyone says different things. They they say the general basic thing, but they always pick up small little, little tiny things differently than I would, or and then adversely, if I drive their car, I might say something that's a little bit different to them. But it's all it's all um it's very subject subjective that I think it's it's, it's sort of how you drive the car. How you, most of the time when you sit in the car, you're not you're not driving your own car, so you don't really sit that well in it. You know the pedals are kind of on the pierce, the steering wheel's at the wrong angle, whatnot. So you're not you're not really on the limit of it, in the way the the main driver would be, I think.
1: Interesting. It's a, it's a, it's an interesting insight that to see how, you know, I mean it must be weird driving someone else's, getting in and driving someone else's car.
2: Yeah, it is. Yeah. like when I drove Greg Murphy's car when I was teammates with him in 2011, I jumped in that I could barely see the steering wheel. The left foot brake. So like the pedals are like so far apart. Uh, It was just a really bizarre thing. I still remember it, though. And I tried to help him out because we we went for, like, a really uh, weird change on my car and it worked, and then we put it in his car and he couldn't get it to work the same. So I drove his car to try and figure out what was wrong.
3: So when you found out everyone was going to Winter today, were you a little envious? Not at all. Winter,
2: (laughs) I just was there, like, two weeks ago. But
3: but it's a testing (laughs) opportunity. Uh, Do you guys actually look forward to these days, or it's just... Run of the mills, Mate, Is it? Is it more than? Are we reading
2: more into them than they're actually worth? Absolutely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Perfect. Like you really look forward to trying new bits. You're like, oh, I can't wait to try this new bit. You know, the boys have worked really hard on it. They're they're putting so much time and effort into it. I hope it gives us like a, a benefit and a gain. But you always got st- stuff to try, and I always say test days as a driver the hardest days of the year because you're in the car at nine o'clock and you have very little breaks from the day and you get out at five o'clock, like you're in a, it's a full day in the car.
3: The nine to five,
2: hey? The old nine to five trick. You're absolutely <laughs> at the end of the day, like you can barely drive home, you're so tired. There's a lot, as a race driver, they're so hard. So would you prefer
3: to have your home track at uh, Winton or Ipswich then?
2: Uh, probably neither. <laughs> probably Winton, if I had the choice, yeah. Ipswich is just a dirty old hole. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well we thought it just, like, I don't know I
2: don't know I don't know I've just, I don't know. I've never liked that track
1: Well it's coming up So you can't get away from it um, Yay, yay. <laughs> Well I thought you know, Getting towards the halfway mark A look at who's Potentially on the driver market For you know 20, 2018 and onwards And kind of evaluate How these guys Might go So looking at the the list that uh, that we've created, and boys, I'll get you to, to jump in on this. There's talk not many through. of them, is there? <laughs> well, no, there's not. But boys, talk me through who you think is off contract at the end of this year.
0: Well, the one that has cropped up in the last, couple, last month or so I've heard a whisper of is James Moffat. Now, he's in his second season at Gary Rogers Motorsport and GRM is in an awkward position in that They've locked in Garth Tander for a good few years, and the way that they've been talking, that's a long-term. That's a long-term deal.
2: Yep, they've got. He might end up running
0: the team at the end. No, oh, exactly, exactly. It's it, like, and having seen what he's done in other categories with Tander Sports, what he and Leanne have been doing, that that would be a pretty sensible step. And it would be great to have him involved in the sport in that in that capacity going forward. But G R M also has a very decent young talent in James Golding on the books, and he's currently he's currently not doing a whole lot. He's doing the enduro's this year, he's doing the wild cards, and you would think that GRM will want to do something more with him next year. Now
2: yep.
0: it's it puts Moffat in an awkward position in that he has that he'll need probably to perform quite he's struggled he struggled throughout last year alongside Scotty Mack. He's yep. struggled this year so far against Tanda, but that's been in a difficult situation with a car that's very different to what he was driving last year. Yeah. But he's, he's
2: moss has been going pretty
0: good, though. Yeah, I think he's gone all right this mm. year. He's,
3: he's picked it up. It's, he's on yeah, the he's cusp of the Yeah, he's gone a lot better the than, the than he did 10. last year. Last yeah. year
0: he's, he's, matching, he's matching Tanda this year.
3: But I yeah. think, to Will's point, you know, you can see that some drivers perform in a contract year, but it still doesn't mean much. I, I guess you're probably the best example of that, Dave. You know, almost won a championship... And you still had to leave Prodrive. Yeah,
2: you know, I think my my decision was already made at the start of the year. So regardless if I won, I don't think I would have stayed there.
1: So so what do you do with Moth and Golding boys? What's your what if you were Gary or Gary or Barry Rogers? What would you do?
2: Gaz or Baz?
3: Yeah.
0: Gaz or Baz. <laughs>
2: <laughs> They're a good couple. They're a good duo. I, I love them. They're the same person. <laughs> They look so similar, don't they? They talk they the, same, the same. They walk everything. the same. Yeah. The
0: amount, I've heard They're from, awesome. I've heard from some people in the paddock who've walked in looking for Gary Rogers and said, "There's, there's this guy in there. He, he, it kind of looks like Gary, but I swear he said his name was Barry." So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, different, different <laughs> people, father and son. Um.
3: Awesome. Well, I think it'd be a shame for for James Golding to miss out. Hmm. Um, the wildcard showed that he's not quite there yet. He couldn't quite, you know, match Moth. You know, that weekend. But for a bit of time, he probably one could. Of the,
2: one, one of them, he did out-qualify him, didn't
3: he? He did out-qualify him, but it's, it's in the races where it really matters, though, isn't it? Yep. And yeah. And, you know, well, if he's racing...
2: Really it's everything. When it you're racing, it's everything. It's qualifying, racing, practice. Yeah,
3: and you look at the context of him jumping in there without much experience, and he did a really admirable job, so you assume Absolutely, that yep. if he was Definitely. actually, you know, a full-time driver, he could step that up again. And, you know, Gary's got this thing where he likes to bring through young drivers. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if he's in the car. I don't know what that means for... For James Moffat exactly. Um.
0: What's well, unfortunate for Moff because he is he is a guy that when everything's right, he's a guy that's capable of win- has shown that he's capable of winning races, capable of putting a car in pole position. Like you can you look back at his days at Nissan alongside Caruso, there wasn't much between those guys and it was all, no. no, it was Moffat. Although Caruso I think ended up with in general the better championship position, it was Moffat got got poles, got wins. It's it'd be really rough to see a guy of his calibre potentially on the sidelines.
3: But yeah, you look at the driver market this year anyway, and it just seems you need one domino to fall first before anything really happens. It's, it's,
2: it's always the case.
3: Yeah, well, you look at that year when you of contract, um, you know, Fabs moved from BJR to, to DJR, and then everyone else seemed to, to slot in around that. So do you yeah. think there's, we're waiting for that at the moment too, Dave?
2: Well, it's it's still kind of early. It doesn't usually happen till kind of after Townsville, before the enduros, that sort of period. It's probably a bit too early these days. But you know, I, I dare say negotiations or initial conversations would have started already. Like I'm actually in the middle of um, redoing my contract with Erebus for the next, you know, next little bit.
3: So you're chatting with them about extending that deal?
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And Absolutely. I guess
3: you know. You look at yourself and, and your performances this year, though, um, you know, in, in many ways you're, you're one of the form drivers. So, um, you know... Are, are well, you, you, good I feel happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, is this the right time to do it as well? Everyone seems to think you're, you know, you're outshining your machinery, you're uh, really punching above the weight in terms of, the, you know, car speed. Stocks are so up. W-
2: what do you think I should do?
3: I reckon you could ask for a pay rise is what I'm suggesting.
2: Oh, yeah, know every every time you go for a contract negotiation, you're always trying to get as much as you can. <laughs> it's just as it's just how much the team can afford Yep. Well, I imagine. and whether they whether they think you're worth it and do you bring enough value and you know, it's there's there's many type of aspects, not it's not just your performance on the track, there's a lot of off off track stuff you do the sponsor work, you know are you marketable? are you popular in the sport? Do you, do you speak well about our team? Are you nice to everyone? But, you know, there's these different things. Do you talk well on the radio? You never say anything bad about the team.
0: Well, I guess Which I think it. I do. I've
2: got nothing to bad nothing bad to say about my team. I actually, well, it's the best team I've been involved with as far as the culture goes. It's it's really
0: good. Well, I was going to awesome, say that's you know. the other thing, like the chemistry between the driver and the team, the engineer, the mechanics. I mean, that's a that's something you. It's it's hard to see from the outside. But I imagine that's like, that's a big thing when it comes to thinking about either sticking at a team or, or or moving on.
2: Oh, absolutely! You weigh up all your options. You know, is it possible to get a better car somewhere else, or a, you know, a better deal somewhere else, or more better conditions, or you know, even like, where do you where do you want to live? Do you want to live in Gold Coast? Or do you want to live down here? It's just, it can be as simple as that.
3: So, for yourself, I guess you've seen enough in Erebus over the last year and a half to, to want to stick around there. I guess.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's. I don't. I don't. I don't I'm not talking to another team, and I probably won't. <laughs> well, what's the um? You I'm, know, I'm a loyal person. Very loyal.
3: In terms of this, generally speaking, uh, what's the usual timing on, on these kind of deals? Because you know we get the, the media release whenever they're pumped out, and they always say multi-year deal, which really doesn't mean much, but um. What's the kind of timing? multi means
2: like, two two years. Well, I think I've seen
3: a, <laughs> a multi-year deal that means one, you know? If, a,
2: buy, yeah, a buy. A buy what is deal. A one a plus one. Deal. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so that, that means it's kind of lost, but what's, what's the timing normally for these kind of things?
2: Well, it depends on... Uh, both parties have to agree. They have to agree on, you know, a number and how many years and the conditions. And then once, once everyone's happy, they can make an announcement whenever they want, really.
1: Well, Lewis, you mentioned the, the, the multi-year deal, and Fabian Coulthard is kind of at the the end of coming, I think coming to the end of that Penske, his first Penske multi-year deal. Yeah, Could he be one of the, the drivers who, I mean, he wouldn't want to move because he's in these the, Not at all. the prime <laughs> seat. He'd <laughs> be stupid to move. Yeah, but I mean, would they... Leading, there, I was gonna know, say, leading is the championship. Yeah. It's all, it's all got
2: going on for him. He's leading the championship. Best time to resign is now.
1: So, would you take a pay if would you take a pay cut to stay at the at a, at a better team, or would you take more money at a team that's not so good? Well, that's
2: that's the million dollar question, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's it's completely up to the the own person itself. What are you What are you chasing? Yeah. For, my, for you know, for Fabs, he'd be stupid to leave and and he'd be trying everything he can to you know, redo his deal, I don't see why he wouldn't, you know, he's done, he's leading the championship, he's in a good spot, I don't know, I, I don't see why he would want to leave unless unless DJR have different different opinions, which I doubt it.
3: Yeah, well, you look at the, the Team Penske drivers across, you know, all their, their categories and they seem to have long-term deals where it looks like it's, you know, an option in the team's favour. Um, another guy off contract this year is Tim Slate. Mm. He um he made, oh, yeah. a, he made yep. a big impression at BJR last year. He's been solid this year. He's kind of carried that team through, through what's been a, a tough time. But do you imagine you know someone like that's kind of commanded extra value now that he's he's won a couple of races and, and proved himself that it, you know he still can do it after a, a pretty lean patch.
2: Absolutely. But then on the other on the other side of it, the team the team goes, okay, you've never won a race before and you won two races with us, so you owe us. You know, there's, they try and they play games and ships with you, and they try and mess with your head. <laughs> I assume, so I don't know. I'm, I'm not really in his shoes, but... Well, okay, they, if... Let, they try let's... and spin it around to make it suit like they, you need them more than, you need, than they need you, or, you know, you know what I'm trying to get at. Oh, you
1: know, yeah. What you, yeah. So... I'm going down a
2: tangent. I've lost the plot.
1: <laughs> it's late. We get it. So yeah. who who's gonna so I want you throw it the crystal ball for me. Who's gonna be the biggest off-season move at the end of this year? T- we well,
2: got who, who's off-season. There's Myself, Fabs, uh, Slade. Who else? Is Courtney up or he's got another year? He signed a long-term one last year.
0: Yeah, yeah, Courtney and how long? Mike, long two three years, <laughs> three years to the end of twenty nineteen. Multi years
2: <laughs> means
3: three,
0: two, and one. Yeah, three, I believe. Well, I'll say Walkinshaw were quite good about that. They actually said three year deal, they didn't use any euphemisms, so it made our job easier.
1: Well, the Kelly brothers That's are good. still, you know, I mean, they assess their, their drive at the end of each year, you know. Uh, you know, Caruso as well. Really?
2: Do they really?
1: Well, you know, it's do they really? <laughs> <laughs> According to them, they do, so you know, so they're locked in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, Caruso's at that team as well. At Nissan. I mean, they've they've potentially got three off contract drivers at the end of this year.
2: Who Caruso and who's the other two?
1: Well, the Kelly brothers. Simona's locked down for the next couple.
2: Yeah. So, so. This it's only really Caruso. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> How about you? Not like Todd's going to go to another team or Rick's going to go <laughs> to another team. True. To be honest with ourselves.
0: That you think from. Everything Nissan said, they're quite happy with Caruso. Along with being quite competitive on track, he's also a good fit within the organisation. He's a good brand yep. ambassador. Like they've just taken, they've just taken he and Simona across to Europe as sort of Nissan's public face in Australia to yep. Champions League and the Cricket Champions Trophy, I think it's called. Is um, it, I thought uh, Caruso's not up, is he? Yeah, I'm not sure about that. Is he? I, I thought no, he I was. Don't think Maybe I'm so. wrong. Oh, okay, I look, I look back at the. Actually, looking back at the announcement, yes, when Nissan announced it was getting back into the sport last year, they didn't actually specify how long Caruso's deal was. Okay. But they they seem happy with him. So unless something remarkable was to happen, which you know, it's not it's not like it's not like shock moves have happened before. But then, yeah, it's hard to say. And Nissan also Chaz? have is Chaz up? This is the thing. He signed a couple of contracts, didn't he, a few years ago? Well, he tore up the previous yeah. one. ProDrive announced when he signed his new deal, and I remember seeing this on another website, the exact wording, they tore up the previous contract and signed a brand new one. That was for four years, and if it's a locked-in 4 four years deal, Chaz isn't available until the end of 2019. But if it's one of those multi-year, two years locked-in, plus an option on the next two years, that does mean that he would theoretically be available at the end of this year or at least there'd be a window of availability potentially
1: who else is like if Chaz is up and looking around who else would be likely to grab him
0: well this is this is the thing like we're talking about Fabian Coulthard he's at the best team he's leading the championship he wants to stay so logically he wouldn't move if it was his choice but then looking at the other side of the coin if DJR Team Penske wanted to replace him who would you get
2: and the other person would be Chaz.
1: Yeah, well, you got two fast—you know, you know—two fast youngsters there. So,
2: one Aussie, and one is, Kiwi. Yeah. Chaz is awesome in a car, but mm-hmm. just makes
1: awesome mistakes. <laughs> 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 well, yeah, that's true. Spectacular. Yeah. Yeah, what's he's, that's he's, what I mean. He's yeah. one bathist, awesome or driver. It two now?
2: Awesome mistakes. <laughs> is it one Bathurst? And I love Chaz. He's a really good guy. No, yeah. yeah,
1: agreed. Awesome.
2: So, yeah, but even he's critical of his own performance, which is, is what you need. Mm. So the one and thing... He, he probably, he, honestly, he probably should be leading the championship at this point in time.
1: Well, he's had a couple was, of foes that weren't was, his fault this year, so you know, that's that's got to...
2: Well, there was that, and he was he was leading at a uh, uh, thing. Simmons, yeah. Mm. Simmons Plains, he threw it off. Yep.
0: What's uh, the old saying? Off. You there's, can slow there's down. There's
2: another one. There was there's another one.
0: What's that old saying? There's, you can stop a fast driver from crashing, but you can't speed up a slow driver?
2: Really? I reckon... You could, both, you could
3: do both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? Well, his recovery yeah. is what's impressed me. I think, mm. you know, last year he probably wasn't quite up to speed across the entire season. Um, no. You know, hindsight's Two a good different thing different to... Different engineer? Yeah. Mm. But hindsight kind of tells you that, you know, he wasn't quite there. DeBore is back with him. He's, um... He looks fit this year too. up front. Yeah. 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 But, he, yeah, as Will said, he also looks very very fit again. He's um, he's quite trim. He's lost
2: a lot of weight. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So That's uh, what happens when you get a new girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> try impress us.
1: Well, there's a few of those throughout the paddock, but let's, that's probably a, co- a topic for another day. <laughs> um, yeah. So, was, uh, just talking about that, there was, was actually funny. Maybe a year or
2: two ago, there was like no single drivers in the supercar paddock, and now there's a there's heaps of them.
3: Well, who's the best at Tinder?
2: Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Waters goes pretty good, apparently. <laughs> <laughs>
3: There you go. It's all those speedway techniques. Yeah. I did see a. F- I did left, see a okay. left, 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 right. left, left.
1: I did see a all Snapchat of right. yeah. Percat yeah. the other day in the back of a limo, with, surrounded by seven or eight Brilliant. ladies. Really? That was an interesting Good one. Yeah. So you're
0: well, only young ones.
1: <laughs> with all the drivers off contract, and you know, supercars branching out into the Asian, you know, looking at the Asian rounds and everything, do you think we would get an, an Asian driver? into the category. I know we've had Alex Young before and that was a long time ago, but what do you think, boys? Well, it's well, it's the
2: then, then you're playing down the, the 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 you know of trying to please everyone and it's mm-hmm. taken away from the actual this the skill and the act of the whole championship and how hard it is and how good everyone is rather than people getting there on merit. But There's still 24 other the, seats. Yeah, I know, but it's you, w- you want the best drivers in Australia in the category. Well, I, in Australia, in the, in, you know, available in the category.
0: I think there's a way of achieving
2: if, if, both, if, though. Like, and yeah, you, of course you can, but have to be good enough, though.
0: Well, we've seen probably a, a good example of how to look at this is how Formula One and MotoGP have done in Malaysia. Now, Formula One's leaving at the end of this year, whereas in comparison, MotoGP like, draws a massive crowd every time they go to Sepang. Because they have a Malaysian, they have Malaysian riders in Moto 3, Moto 2, and the eventual expectation is they'll have a Moto GP rider who can challenge, capable of challenging for wins. Someone who gets the local crowd in, generates local interest. Now, looking at supercars as a potential example of that, there's mechanisms now that allow Super 2, a Super 2 wildcard to start in a main game race. So, so VH
2: should pay like a VIP seat.
0: Well, not not even necessarily that, but if. Start it. Start it. Say, for exa- argument's sake, next year, if you can attract an Asian driver of some kind, of some kind from whatever country, from whatever background, into a super two, into a super two drive, and then allow, on the proviso that they are eligible for a wild card at at said Asian race, should it go ahead. That's it. Like that seems like a reasonably sensible way of getting. A driver up to speed in our cars without parachuting them into the main game for, for an entire season
3: yeah I think there's other oppor- opportunities there though um, and somewhere like Asia is quite big in the GT scene now um, mm. you know Blanc Payne's got it's thing so paying 12 hour and all that so there's plenty of avenues to, to search for professional drivers in that region through there, uh, Super GT is another one, uh, that's a professional class with really 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 fast cars so Ooh, yeah. And they're tin tops. It's not like they're coming straight from open wheelers. So there are good drivers out there. They just haven't experienced supercars yet. Um, and granted, there are
0: manufacturers who dabble in both. Yeah, correct. Nissan, for example. Yeah,
3: but there's, you know, there are drivers that come into the category without experience and do well. Um, Ekström, Matthias Ekström, Bathurst 2013 mm. is the best example. Um, mm-hmm. Bordet proved that you can be pretty quick in one of these cars too. You know, you don't need to do a couple of years of super two and whatnot if you're a good enough driver. No. Um, tellingly, you know, the circuits in Asia, they want to have a local face. Um, you know, I spoke to the, the guy who runs Sepang, um, Razlan, whose surname escapes me. Razali? Yeah, that's him. Yeah. Um, good Is uh, that his first name, Razlan? Razlan. But he suggested, wow. you know, that, you know, a local driver would be a massive draw card for that event. Um, you know, I've seen a bit of motorsport in Asia and it's... It's a different spectacle to what it is here, but there is a push to get local drivers in that too because car manufacturers know there's also money in that and, you know, big crowds kind of sell cars to, to people and whatnot. So I don't think it's that far away. Uh, You've just got to find the right candidate, and there's probably a few. You look at the Bathurst 12-hour again, and that's bringing drivers from that region into Australia where you get a pretty good, you know, a pretty good look at how these kind of guys can potentially go.
0: That's it. That's why I think it would be... St- Smart of a Super Two team to try and lure a driver in for an entire season and offer them the opportunity of wildcard races. Well, Nissan tested um,
3: Lucas Ordonez a couple of years ago too, who was the oh, yeah. GT Academy driver, and Michael, Michael Crum, Crum. You know, with a, a potential view to, to bring them into you know enduro drives. So you can even do that beforehand. You know, there's there's plenty of scope to, to get some mileage in before you go do a a wildcard race on your own where you don't embarrass yourself.
0: For sure. <laughs> And there's there's always the talk, every year when we roll around to the twelve hour of when is Katsumasa, Ch- Katsumasa Chio going to have a drive of a supercar?
2: Is that that little Shetland pony kid?
0: <laughs> Cult hero of the he's Bathurst awesome. twelve hour. Yeah, he's a great. Yeah, he's, he's great. Awesome. He'd he's be
3: funny fant- man. Oh yeah, he's a bit of a weapon behind the wheel though. Is he? He's yeah. very fast. Zero he's, fear. Yeah. He's as fearless. Well. Yeah.
1: All right, boys. So Darwin is a, is our next round, and it's you know coming up next week. Talk me through your preview for Darwin. Who's going to go well and who's, who's not going to do so well?
0: I think it's safe to say the form guide is going to be set once again by Triple Eight, DJR Team Penske, Pro Drive, with, I guess, the the outlying teams trying to get in amongst oh, them I once again. You. Yeah, exactly. That's how,
2: how it's been the last couple of rounds, isn't it? <laughs>
0: the, the one. Sorry. That, sorry, go ahead, Dave.
2: You pro drive go you know generally go exceptionally well at Darwin. and they've had you know a number of successes there. I think hmm. so they'll be they'll be quite good.
0: Well, On the flip side, I'm curious to see how Nissan goes because that that was a track that over the past couple of years they've been unex- unexpectedly strong at. We don't expect yes. them to be strong at a track that's got such a long straight. But Rick put a car on pole there a couple of years ago. Todd was on the front row last year. Caruso, same same and one. Caruso won. won. So yes. that. As much, if not more, so than their results at Winton, that's probably going to be the big tell as to exactly where Nissan fits into the pecking order at the moment.
3: Yeah, I think they're set for a bit of disappointment. Mm. Um, unfortunately, yeah. you know, like <laughs> <laughs> the new tyre just doesn't seem just to let, let well them down. Slowly, man. <laughs> well, they're they're the ones, you know, they're pretty honest and upfront about this. Um, I don't think it's hurting anyone more than them. Mm. And if you speak to anyone yeah. from the team, it's it's you know, it's clear they they're hurting there. And Darwin, you know, should be a highlight for them this season and it's probably not going to be for, you know. But they've I got think
2: l- everyone's honest about their own performance and how they're going to go. Everyone knows where they're going to play in before they get there, I think.
3: Yeah, but year on year, you know, that's a track where they actually had a bit of success, so mm. the expectation is that they'd go well again, but because this tyre has kind of changed, you know, how their car it behaves. Changed a lot of different things, definitely. Yeah, th- th- they've talked about um, starting from scratch again. I think it's going to be interesting to see how Jack LeBrock... Goes there mm, sure. in his first wildcard race. He's um, pretty well rated by some some clever people. So you know it's it's probably the wrong year for him to be in the Nissan, unfortunately. <laughs> but I'll, I'll be keeping an eye on him.
0: I think he'll go all right. But equally, that means they've got is Shay doing Darwin as well? I, yeah, I didn't think so. No, but, so it's mean, Macaulay, He'll be there. Oh yeah, but that means Nissan will have five cars out on track as well. So I guess that's one extra stream of data that they can utilize. Just stay away from each other. Yes. <laughs>
2: But also, the more cars you have, you know, the more avenues of confusion you've got.
0: Mm. True,
2: I reckon. You need to sometimes keep it simpler and just worry about yourself and what you're doing rather than what the other four teammates doing.
1: Yeah, I was, I was, I'm looking forward to the the, the pro drive. Sorry, the, I'm looking forward to pro drive having a, a strong weekend, but also the um, the Penske Triple Eight battle. That's battle again, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be
2: interesting.
1: It's you, you
3: watch how the shell cars put their power down um, along that massive straight. That's gonna be huge for them
2: potentially.
1: Mm. Yeah, and there's I always those
2: cars will be super strong.
1: Yeah, and always carnage over the back at Darwin as you come down that drag strip and go around those those first couple of corners. We've seen some massive piles up pile up there in the last couple of years. Yes, we have. <laughs>
2: <Yeah. laughs> well, it turn one's always good there because you know standing start, long straight. Yeah, you know, there's always get good someone starts, that bad gets starts. there's always going on
0: there, Yeah, man. pushed there was, off and well, there was that year where Fabs got served up into turn one in both of the Saturday races. Yeah. He started off the yeah, front right. row and ended up last.
1: I yep. think Holsworth will be having nightmares as he get goes through those first couple of corners as well. From uh... was that last year? That was, that last, was last
0: year.
2: year.
1: Yeah, so that, that was, was a whole summer.
2: year ago. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, wow. Yeah, that was it was m- like a lot longer. <laughs> well, maybe maybe not for him, but
1: yeah, it was massive. Yeah, it does. And it also yeah, means it that we
0: are two years on from the introduction of the Shoei Ah, yes.
2: Yeah. Bring it back, I say. Yeah. <laughs>
0: well, it's up to you now, isn't it? Yeah, you've got yeah. two chances. <laughs> I
2: have to win first. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Well, you know your way around there, so it's uh, you yeah. Know, no, uh, no I, we usually go. I usually go pretty good there. Is last it? You, you know,
2: we started off strong, and then we just out-engineered ourselves and come like ninth and tenth. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's still pretty good, though. Oh, yeah, but in practice, we were smashing everyone. Right. And then, I don't know, we just outsmarted ourselves and went backwards at a rate of knots.
1: So, so why does that track agree with you more than some of the others?
2: Honestly, I have absolutely no idea why one track goes better. Mm-hmm. Some t- sometimes you go better at other tracks than others. I have no idea why. Is it because you get to have a scratch on the uh, main straight because it's so long? <laughs> you get to have a think. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably the only time in my life I get to think.
1: It's, it's really only that in Bathurst. You get somewhat of a, somewhat of a break. Or a little yeah. breather when you're racing around. So, all right, so boys, give me your field's prediction. Who's going to take the round win at Darwin?
3: McLaughlin. Oh, well, Fabian. I was going to say McLaughlin and Fabian too. Um, so I'm going to go obscure and really test everyone here and probably go for a win cup. You know, he hasn't won this year. It's his time.
1: Yeah, I was going to go SVG. Um, I think those guys after we're divided. Start, be, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is good. Yeah. Which is fantastic. I'd love to say myself. I should say myself. You should say yourself.
0: You've got to back yourself.
2: everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> if you win, we'll all do a shoey the next Mate, time we if meet I up. I win, it's going to be a massive party. <laughs> all right. Big party. <laughs> you can fly us well. I won't even turn up to council. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Let's like, do no, that. I'm uh,
1: pulling out, boys. I'm quitting while till ahead. Right <laughs> Put Yordan in. Awesome. Well, yeah. thank you. Thank you, guys, for, uh, for the chat this week. Don't forget you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Just search for Fox Motorsport. Thank you all for listening, and we will be back after Darwin.